here comes the podcast okay hello and welcome to thanks for the music after dark we're recording this after 9 p.m after 9 30 p.m 9 30 p.m on a weeknight hell yeah that's thanks for the music early early bedtimers beware it's late our 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 late night radio dj voices oh yeah oh yeah i'm not tired at all no (laughs) we're not doing that um but it was fun to to think that we could welcome to the podcast play that theme music Oh, okay. Well, then cut that. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, welcome. So this is thanks. Okay, what is this called? This is thanks thanks for the the music. music. It's the only podcast where two friends talk about music. Talk about tunes. My name is Decker. I'm Hannah. We are your co-hosts. We're back at it after a brief hiatus. The the most consistent uploading schedule in the podcast game like clockwork we're just we're always in your phone popping up in a regular yeah. interval i'm sorry if i i have a bit of a cold so if i accidentally sniff or cough in the middle of you speaking just think of it as asmr as the person who edits this podcast uh i do 25 percent pauses 25% talking, 25% coughing, 25% I don't even know what. How many I think you listed 25% like more than four times. <laughs> Math baby. Yeah, we don't do that. Oof. Um Yeah. Cool. Uh, so um you just cracked open a seltzer? This is a seltzer checking Yeah, what are you drinking? Okay, so this unfortunately is the <laughs> this is the worst seltzer I've ever had. It's uh, it's Lacroix Cherry Blossom. Tastes like lotion. I are you kidding? I was like literally. I I just saw TikTok about it yesterday, and I was like, oh my god, look, we have to go and get the cherry blossom seltzer. It, Not good. Okay, so this is my review. So while you're drinking it. It's fine. It's crisp. It's it's refreshing. It's fine. But then, like the moment that you stop drinking, the aftertaste is just lotion. It's like Bath and mm. Body Works. It's just like cherry blossom Too lotion much. in your mouth. It's just it's not good. It's kind of uh. kind of painful to drink. We are out of any other type of seltzer water in this household, unfortunately. Mm, I still want to try it. I mean, knock yourself out. What are you drinking? <laughs> funny enough i'm also drinking a seltzer that i don't like uh-huh. um i got the aldi bella v brand lime and like when it's cold it's fine it's mm-hmm. like a decent mm-hmm. lime yeah but then as soon as it like warms up it gets really bad and like the whole time it's like a really um like fake tasting lime like it mm. says natural flavors but it tastes 
super fake. It just tastes not like good. green. Yeah. It tastes like green. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Bella, Bella V, good life. More like bad drink. Hey, there we go. <laughs> hey. I um, have, yeah, I, so. I still have not had any of all these seltzer products. The coffee one I got. That looked good. Also, it's okay. It yeah. has a hint of vanilla, even though there is like another like coffee with vanilla flavor seltzer. Hmm. Weird. So that I did not like because I do not like vanilla. I am right. anti-vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, but not bad. But the lime, bad. Yeah, I actually. But I bought it, so I have to drink it. So actually, I got sort of a a bundle of like a bunch of different flavors I've never had before because mm-hmm. I did um, Kroger like curbside pickup. And mm-hmm. so I, I ordered just my my usual, um, like I wanted ras cranberry or cran raspberry, whatever it is, um, uh, passion fruit, Jezebel likes pamplemousse. And so we ordered a bunch of those, but they were out of like all of that. So like, mm. so we got um, orange, we got like just like a bunch of different ones. Um, mm. And the orange one is actually orange LaCroix. I actually really like. Cause it, it sounds like it'd be good. Because it... To me, I love it, a, there's a mandarin LaCroix that's really good. No, I haven't had that. That sounds good. But like But tell me about the orange. Well, cuz just like it tastes like it tastes like how I remember orange soda mm. tasting as a kid because mm. like I'm like super sensitive to sugar in my drinks now. Like I don't like sweet drinks really. Um mm-hmm. so it's perfect. It, it just like tastes just like just like an orange drink. So it tastes like what it probably orange soda tasted like to me when I actually like sugar. So I'm all about it. I was hesitant to crack them open. Um, yeah, but they're good. It's almost like a dessert seltzer to me. Ooh, like dessert seltzer. Obviously, there's like no sugar or anything in it, but it's, yeah. That sounds really good. Um, I love an orange soda, so I'll have to check that out. Maybe, you know what? Maybe I should try a strawberry because I always really liked red pop. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. And... Like I never, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to drink red pop now because I, soda? No. Should we have like a segment in this podcast where we both try like a new flavor? We should. (laughs) Is that just, is that too off topic? No. Like I said, I wanted to do, I wanted to do TikToks where I just review seltzers, but I haven't done it yet. I still think that's. That's your moneymaker for sure. I know. Maybe oh my I'll god! If you got sponsored by Lacroix or something, that would be. Can you? Can you imagine? <laughs> oh. I'd be so jealous. All right, maybe I will do it. You get sponsored by Lacroix. I got sent to a fucking collections agency from San Pellegrino. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, to, to the uh, to the listeners, too. I accidentally did not pay my San Pellegrino delivery bill, so they sent me to a collections agency. You got to do what you got to do for. It was a betrayal. Anyways, uh, we talking to like f- <laughs> Yeah, that was like a f- 10 minute discussion on seltzer. It's after dark. Um, you're right. We, we drink seltzers no after rules. dark. No rules. No rules, baby. We drink seltzers we don't like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. I think. Did you go first last time? I think I went first last time. Does that mean I get to go first? This I think time? it does. Oh my god. Okay. Well, I didn't even pull up the song, so let me do that. Nice. Um, I am so excited to talk about this because I, this has been like a saga for me. Um, okay. with this song, um, the song I am 
doing for you okay and like i'm gonna explain my reasoning uh after i've sent it to you okay so the song that i have picked is called i need a freak by the group sexual at sexual harassment with two r's hell yeah it's just a fun stupid song um now let me let me spin you a tale please do okay <laughs> so okay so controversially this is this is um thanks for the music after dark uh i enjoy a couple songs by tyga um i understand and have i know about the accusations against tyga and that he is probably a bad person um but sometimes I just like to shake my ass to a Taiga song. Um, so there's this one particular Taiga song. Mm-hmm. It's called Freak. And uh, Megan Thee Stallion's on it. And it's just dumb. And the music video is like um, based on Blade. And it's oh, yeah. just, yeah, it's, it's really fun. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a fun little song. And I remember I was listening to it. And there's this beat in it. Because the chorus goes, I need a freak. And I was like, what is that? Why do mm-hmm. I know that? That's funny. That's weird. And at the same time, I was still teaching music. And I was, um, I would teach like piano, like music, like classical, like pieces, but like simplified for like kids learning piano. Mm-hmm. And one of them was probably my favorite symphony of all time um Dvorak's New World Symphony um and the final movement which is like there's uh, I was gonna say it's one of the most well-known but really it's the Largo but anyways um uh the final movement there's this theme in it that goes like and it's really good and i was like that sounds like like this taika song sounds like divorce new world symphony am i crazy and i brought it to my friends and i was like is Tyga sampling New World Symphony? And they're like, mm-hmm. no, he's not. That's crazy. He probably is sampling My Humps because it also sounds like there's that line in My Humps, the yeah. bum, 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 bum. But in the Tyga song, the rhythm was the same as the Dvorak. Mm. And so I, like, for a year, I was like, isn't this funny? Tyga sampled Dvorak. Ha ha ha, stupid. Um, That's, and so that, was I just your, like, was like, that was your party like facts yeah i thought <laughs> fun fact. i thought it was like a, just like a fun joke and yeah. i'd be like ha 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 don't you think he's sampling dvorak how mm-hmm. funny <laughs> um not that you know maybe Tyga's a big classical music i don't know who that is but <laughs> <laughs> oh okay um well he's ca- he he was dating kylie jenner for a while okay if <laughs> right <laughs> on um okay anyways um so like a couple months ago, we were listening to, we were cooking and listening to um, the New World Symphony because I have it, I have like an album of it. And I was like, oh, you're going to love this. It's New World Symphony. It's amazing. I love it. So we're playing it. And then of course, you know, I start telling my fun story about like, wouldn't it be funny if Tyga was, was <laughs> <laughs> sampling Dvorak? Yeah. 
and the more I was talking about it, the more I was convincing myself that I was right. Mm -hmm. So I, I decided, well, I'm just going to Google it. I don't know why I didn't yet. I, why I haven't done this. So I Google Taiga, um, Dvorak, New World Symphony. And the first thing that comes up is the Wikipedia page for this song, I Need a Freak, Sexual Harassment. So two R's mm-hmm. to differentiate. So this song is by is is the connecting thread here because this song um this 1983 song by this duo um sexual harassment um so it was written in 1983 um and it references like in the very first line of this wikipedia it's like oh yeah it's it's referencing um Dvorak's new world symphony and then it goes on to list all the people that have like covered or sampled this song um someone named egyptian lover uh insane clown posse did a cover of i need a freak and then of course oh, yeah. there's taiga on here taiga okay. is on the list with mm-hmm. his song freak and also my hubs so mm-hmm. like there's this long legacy of songs that have all like that have sampled this song i need a freak which itself samples Dvorak's new world symphony which the New World Symphony is this beautiful symphony symphony from 1893. So like less than a hundred years later. Did you just feel so vindicated upon this realization? I did. Like all of the the strings along the wall connecting. Like you <laughs> yes. you had it. Like you you got there. Exactly. And I was so excited to tell my uh-huh. friends. I was like, guess guess <laughs> what, everyone. <laughs> But so then I was digging deeper into this group, sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's even more here. So sexual harassment was composed of two different uh, people. Um, it was Lynn Tolliver and James McCants. So they're the collaborators. So the most important person here is Lynn Tolliver. So Lynn Tolliver um, was like a very famous dj in cleveland like a radio dj so he was like a local radio dj he was like super famous he was like known for doing all of these stunts um i want to say and i need to um make sure i am actually saying like the correct award that he won but i think he was like the first uh black man to win uh an award for like radio excellence in cleveland um like he was he was like a huge deal Mm -hmm. but he was also like writing this album he was just kind of like yeah i just like kind of wanted to write an album i just kind of wanted to like do some stuff i knew that like sex sells so that was like a part of it um and so like he and his girlfriend like did a lot of the album and then Mm -hmm. um and uh it like no one really wanted wanted it but then it became like this like sleeper hit this single i need a freak um and like the whole album the whole album is just dumb it's just dumb stupid like sexualized like electro like hip-hop mm-hmm. like early hip it's early hip-hop yeah and like um so he put together a band as like the record became successful and so it was like a little touring band um uh, but he didn't even like sing in the band um and yeah, so this came out in, like, 1983. It sold, like, 100,000, like, copies um, of this, like, silly 
song, which is actually, it's, I like it. I think it's like a fun, like, beat. And um, the lyrics are ridiculous. And like, he wrote it, like, inspired by his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, uh, there's like some other songs in the album that are really, they're really just like, silly there's like one called like exercise your ass off that's like a workout yeah. track and there's one <laughs> yeah. there's one that's really that <laughs> my other favorite is like this song called we want prince which is just where they list a bunch of prince songs mm-hmm. and then the chorus is just we want prince <laughs> we want prince that's great <laughs> set to like beats mm-hmm. <laughs> and i think i think i had read that like kanye had sampled like some of his stuff like so this was a big deal. And so mm-hmm. there was this huge lawsuit in 2011 about the usage of this song in um, in My Humps is where, like, the big thing was because the other gentleman who was a part of this, he, um, what, okay. So, uh, bu- 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 yeah. So Lynn Tolliver won $1.2 million in a music sample lawsuit. Um, Dang. Because um, it was uh, unauthorized for use, um, uh, because in the when he registered the song, mm-hmm. Tolliver was um, registered as a songwriter. But then this other guy, James McCann, was like, "Yeah, go ahead, use the song." And um, so Tolliver, and but Tolliver never got any of the royalties from the song "My Humps," which mm. it, we remember the chokehold. It was a force that, that song. in society. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like it still has, like mm-hmm. everyone still knows that song. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah. So he was able to win like a million dollars. He was like, I guess like when he, yeah, he, when he won this lawsuit, he was like near bankruptcy and unemployed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it like really, so he like finally got like what he deserved for writing the song yeah. that so many people have heard in some capacity Mm -hmm. that still lives on today thanks to taiga um and like and unfortunately lynn tolliver died this year in february february Mm -hmm. 13th Mm -hmm. so this was like a very recent passing but like yeah they've like since like reissued this album um and uh oh it's telling why am i offline okay there i'm back but like yeah, sorry, the, my Wi-Fi cut out for a second. But yeah, so they've since reissued this album, um, and I just, I just love that one. I was right, and uh-huh. two that there's this is like this fun legacy um, of this song. And I think okay, so maybe I'm just like speaking off the cuff here, but like the whole thing with Dvorak was like he. He like came over from Europe. I believe he was from Czechoslovakia, Bohemia, one of those. But he came over to America and he like had this whole idea of like what is, you know, American music. Because Mm -hmm. obviously in Europe, they had their own like longstanding Western traditions, like for years and years and years. And like, you know, they're like held up as the canon and whatever. So... Dvorak was like well what is that in America what does that mean what does like American musical canon mean mm-hmm. and he really he really was inspired like he wrote a lot about um and maybe not like in the the most like 
tact way, but he was like deeply inspired by um, Native Americans and indigenous music mm. and like uh, spirituals. And so like, and he was like, this is what American music is. Like mm-hmm. it is based on these foundations, not like whatever y'all brought up from Europe. Yeah. These, these are the people who are laying the foundations for an American musical canon. Um, and so, like, a lot of the stuff that then he wrote was inspired by that. I know he... Mm-hmm. Oh, what... Uh, the guy's name. He... He did... He did try to actually go and, like, speak with the people who were creating this music. Mm-hmm. He did eventually kind of, like, you know, like, put it into his own thing and, like, put it out there. But the fact that I think that he recognized that, I think, says a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I think it's very interesting... <laughs> that now this music that he kind of felt was inspired by you know what he saw as america this new america Mm -hmm. in like the 19th century is now a part of like really culturally significant yeah like songs a second life in like the sort of like hip-hop sampling sort of which also is like another yeah absolutely uniquely american uh music like Mm -hmm. so so i just think that's so such like a an interesting thing like almost a hundred years later Mm -hmm. uh the like someone was like let's put this on a song and here's hip-hop and yeah that's so i don't know i just think that's so cool yeah i mean the song sounds great like it sounds like it was an 808 drum machine that they were using maybe not but that's what it just like the drums sound great like they've got that like dirty bass on top of it yeah it's just wow (laughs) that like driving thumping bass it's yeah it sounds great Mm -hmm. and yeah like sampling and and all that stuff is just like so interesting like i did a little bit of research on that like when when i did a music production program at the library like we had like one program that was about sampling so we talked about sampling Mm -hmm. And it's just like such a, it's just such a unique and like cool sort of history. I love learning all about that. Um, like I made a, a Spotify playlist with like a bunch of like older songs and then it would be like, what new song sampled this sort of thing, you know? So yeah, yeah you know, all of that. So, cause this, there's also like a direct, like you can like literally see the direct lineage of music from yeah. like newer artists sampling older artists um it's yeah it's it's super cool i love learning about stuff like that so that's super interesting mm-hmm. to me yeah i just thought i just thought this was so funny and mm-hmm. he called the group um sexual harassment because um everyone already knew what it was and it was a household uh term already so he didn't have to spread the word Sexual harassment was the first good use of the name, and I didn't have to market the name or make the name a household word. It was already a household word. Gotcha. Um, so, but he spelled it with two R's to differentiate. Yeah, dude. But yeah, so I just thought that was like such like a fun little rabbit hole I stumbled into. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Dvorak. That's Tyga, great. That's a great story. Lynn Tolliver, sexual mm-hmm. harassment. Yeah, I was right. You were absolutely right. Hell yeah. Yep, I dig it. That's a great song. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's great. I'll send you We Want Prince. Yes, please do. That sounds great. 
All right. Um, so for my song today, I do not have a like compelling mystery story to go along with it. Detective story, musical detective story. Uh, just honestly, this is like something that I was more into like a month or so ago. It's been a while since we've recorded, but I've been wanting to talk about this. So mm-hmm. revisiting it. So we are going to talk about the song Our Love by Donna Summerer. Ah, uh, yeah. This really is uh, <laughs> Thanks for the Music After Dark. This is truly like, like pop, pop this on and dance, everybody! Like, hell yeah, Ugh. we're 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 really playing the the only the best. We're dancing club tonight. bangers. We are like, yeah, bangers. I'm ready to party. This is great. I love disco. Yeah, I've got the like the record of of Bad Girls, the album that this is from. Which is great for some reason on all of the like digital versions of this album. So like on like album music and YouTube and stuff at the bottom of the album, there's like a bright red bar that says over 70 minutes of music, which is like such a weird way to advertise that because <laughs> it's just like this is music and there's a lot of it. And that's like a selling point. <laughs> More than an hour. Yeah. Um, that's but yeah, I've got I've got the record here and just like everything about it like i don't know if you can see it but like you open it up and there's like a bunch of different pictures of her with a group of like people that all look like they're extras in like prince's purple rain you know they just they got that <laughs> vibe going on like they're all hanging around like the same lamp post and there's like a cop like looking at them and on the back there's like a driver it's like point of view from a driver in a car and it's like the driver has a cigarette in his hand and is pulling up to Donna also smoking a cigarette under the lamppost. It's just everything about this is incredible. Just like her, like the, the aesthetic on this album is just Mm -hmm. chef's kiss. Perfect. I have to ask Mm -hmm. because like the whole time that I like knew you, you've never said a word about disco. Mm -hmm. And now you're like, collecting donna summer memorabilia and like are all about it what inspired this incredible change of heart yeah so what happened it was very serendipitous um like several months ago i was watching a youtube video and it was some sort of like online music class or it was like some music education thing they were doing a seminar and the seminar was about sort of um, deconstructing um, New Order's Blue Monday, mm. which like, whatever. I was just like kind of bored. That's not something I'd usually watch. Um, but the the teacher was like, yeah, they like New Order um, took the do 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 from Donna Summer, Our Love. And you can hear it in in the chorus. You know, it's just you've got that that delayed bass, so it's the ba 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 da ba da ba da ba ba, and that's exactly what 
<laughs> Blue Monday is. Um, How did we plan this so perfectly? Which is which is insane. Um, and so like they played um, they 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 played a clip of Our Love in that YouTube video, and I was like, wait, that's like really fucking good. What is that? And so I looked up Donna Summer on Apple Music, and I listened through um bad girl this album and i was just like hooked like instantly um just like so so many great things going on obviously incredible voice like so just like fun just like you know like diva singing just like giving it her all amazing like like the drum sounds great like the synth stuff like sounds phenomenal like in like half of the songs there's like horn sections like guitar it just like listening through this album it just feels like a giant party like i don't know if they actually like i don't know if they recorded these songs like live or if they you know like multi-track them or whatever but the way it sounds to me is it just sounds like a group of musicians just like jamming together and like it's Mm -hmm. just it's so great it's so fun to listen to like i don't know if it's like i don't know if it's the frequencies or what, but just like being in my car and like listening to this album, it just like feels good. It's just like, it's hitting Mm -hmm. that right spot. Like I'm hearing all the things that I want to hear, like in the register that I feel like I want to hear them. Um, Super fun to dance to super fun to sing along to just like, Mm -hmm. it's just great. Um, And so listening through this album and just like learning more about Donna Summer, and I've talked to you a little bit about this off pod, um, but I have um, been getting a little bit more into disco because of it. And like, really, I really haven't strayed outside of just listening to Donna Summer as far as disco goes. Um, But, you know, like as ABBA, they have some disco. Yeah, that's yeah, that's absolutely. But like as someone who is kind of raised and like was like really into like punk rock up until their mid twenties. <laughs> um you know, for whatever reason, like especially like the punk rock of like the eighties, like hated disco and was completely in opposition to like disco and prog rock and all of that stuff. Yeah. So I was like always led to believe that like, oh disco is so bad. Disco is terrible. Like disco it's like all like rich cocaine people. Like that's um Fuck you, punk rock. You're wrong. <laughs> like, this is amazing. This is so good. Um, well, did I ever talk to you? I swear to God, I probably talked to you about this. Uh, someone sent me, like, this article from, like, the New York Times, like, a while ago or whatever. And about, like, what music are we going to send into space? And, like, I don't think you know, so. Like, I don't think you've mentioned this. So, it was, the article was, like, kind of about, like, they were talking about how they decided kind of what they were going to send into space and what that means because i think they sent up like chuck berry or something is this the voyager um, i simply could not tell you that okay um but like it started the article started talking about like i think it did i i know they talked about john philip Sousa in there somewhere because like obviously yeah. as as you know from me he, mm-hmm. he did a lot but he's really only remembered for um like his marching mm-hmm. band stuff and how like time changes like how we see someone or like a figure and i think i also could be conflating this article with like a paper that i wrote too so mm-hmm. forgive me but there was they were talking about how in the 80s like 
they thought that the only like thing really of musical significance was punk rock because they were like yeah like it was this big social movement like all of that stuff like punk rock was like the definitive thing of the mm-hmm. 80s but as like you know we learn more and more about the history of all that time the 70s and the 80s and everything um and we realize that like the actual like very deep rich tapestry of like queer culture that yeah. disco mm-hmm. had and like um people of color and everything and like uh, like it, it it's kind of changing so that disco becomes the thing like years and years and years from now what are people going to remember about the 70s at first mm-hmm. you would say oh punk rock but you know they're saying like oh well, what maybe they'll actually remember disco mm-hmm and this is all related to like why did we pick Chuck Berry to be representative of rock and roll like mm-hmm. from years and years and years from now are we still going to consider him like which we should yeah but yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll have to find that article but so I think that's really interesting that you say that like that you also had this sort of like you went through this like oh yeah 80s yeah little punk rock woo, mm-hmm. but now yeah I mean go? it was entirely me just like watching interviews of like Henry Rollins and Ian MacKay you know, like the American hardcore documentary, like all of that stuff, just like talking about how much have I listened to disco like at all prior to this? Like probably I don't really remember anything. Mm. So I don't even really know what my conception of disco was. Um, yeah. And it's really interesting that you, you bring that up with like kind of shifting focus from um, punk to disco, as far as what we emphasize, I guess, as far as the seventies or eighties. Um, yeah. Cause absolutely. I mean, disco, you know, being a huge, huge force in like queer and like queer movements and like for, for people of color as well. Like, you know, a, a lot of which in the, in the Midwest, I, that probably ties into the, what was, what would be like the, the house movement of like Chicago and all of that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, with, I mean, punk rock, at least like hardcore punk rock, largely it was taken from the bad brains who were all black men right mm-hmm. um um but, but from there punk rock was like a largely like white bands making music right yeah so um yeah I, and that's how we tend to th- i think mm-hmm. the first thing that comes to mind when you think of like oh punk rock band is like a bunch of like angry white dudes yeah at least like of the of like the 80s so I yeah think the historical sort of significance being placed on that over disco um, mm-hmm. You know, in light of that, like, you know, racism completely makes sense, too. Um, yeah. But yeah. It, I mean, kind of like what we were just talking about with um, like modern day artists sampling um, older artists, older music. I mean, like here we've got a direct link between disco and new wave, new order. Right. Like it wasn't like a, a direct sample, but it's like literally the same beat. Like they engineered the beat a little bit differently than than Donna yeah. Summer and, and her people did. Um, yeah, but you have just great music begetting more great music. Um, everything is derivative. Nothing is is original. We are all a part of each other. That's, and that's okay. We are. It's beautiful. Um, it's, yeah, it's just been, it's been truly just a treat. Just listening to Donna Summer and getting super into this album specifically mm-hmm. really the only ones i've listened to this one i've listened to one of her greatest hits compilations and i've listened to a little mm-hmm. of 
yesterday whatever the album that i feel love is on which that's a great song too um i remember my parents gave me like a disco cd when i was a child so i like grew up listening to it and i've always really enjoyed it and i like that it's seemingly having like a resurgence i think so these past few years it's really it's really and like when i say it was like really into disco it's like i liked the ones that everybody knows Mm -hmm. um but i like exploring it now because it really is it's such a good genre it is and i mean even when disco wasn't like popularly kind of accepted like in recent times Mm -hmm. um i mean like disco's fingerprints have always been on all over pop music right yeah um yeah even like like Daft Punk released that disco song like forever ago with Pharrell. Like it's just, it's always like Lady Gaga. It's disco is, it creeps Studio up. Studio 54 has like, is it, it's not Studio 54. Is it? I Wait, think that's right. On. Yeah. I always get it. What's the place with the aliens? Area 51. <laughs> Fair two, okay. Yeah. Okay. So cut that. <laughs> Studio 54 like is such like a, like a cultural touchstone like mm-hmm. absolutely yeah this goes amazing and you did you read that article in the gay left i read your essay i haven't read the article yet oh okay well you should really read that article mm-hmm. um gay left i do not remember the author's name but they talk about it's called in defense of disco mm-hmm. um and it's it's just really it's just really good like ex- like talking about like disco and like the obviously and um like theory wise like why it is significant and like mm-hmm. where its origins are and it's it's just really interesting i love disco listen to sylvester i think you would like sylvester, sylvester you probably okay. know um what's the song uh you make me feel mighty real that one yeah okay that sounds familiar yeah i really like that one yeah i really don't i don't really know where i will go from here as far as disco goes i'll definitely check check that out um um uh uh gloria Gaynor. okay first i was afraid i was petrified mm-hmm. that one's good i know i have more in my head um and i can but i would love to i would love to learn more about your journey yeah i mean and as i don't know it's like it's like almost embarrassing to like kind of talk about how if you could could you hear Gigi just now (laughs) i didn't know okay she was like um oh hey baby she wants to she wants to talk but um podcast like it's almost embarrassing to talk about how important i used to think that punk rock was as far as like ideology and just like worldview goes and like being anti-disco is just like kind of the latest iteration of that like Mm -hmm. like 15 years ago like i thought it was super important that we have like a clear and concise definition of punk rock and that the punk rock ethos could like really change the world like that's not true you know like it's just not like it can be a good sort of um like segue into like actually developed like uh political education 
but for the most part you just meet the dead end of being like fuck the government like <laughs> you know and then just yeah. it ends up just being like hollow and kind of it's just like a dead end. It's, whatever it doesn't matter um donna summer rocks i love this song i love this album i've got a great punk is dead donna, long live disco long live disco <laughs> i've got this great donna summer poster um in my office she's looking down on me right now that i got from um a record her on the radio greatest hits record she's like oh yeah sitting on a jukebox smoking like a long filtered cigarette and it says i love you donna oh at the bottom of it donna and like bright pink like lipstick font kind of love that it's great um so yeah that's been my most recent like kind of big personal musical discovery mm. that's so fun what a yep. fun episode what a super fun episode i feel like i don't know what it is we just somehow know every time we should that we're we gonna should, have bangers yeah we should do after dark more often we never planned this uh, i'll let you know listener we never tell each other beforehand what we're gonna do nope. oh do you know Always what i realized in. i forgot to do forgot to do trivia me too do we want to do it okay. now or do we want to skip it? Skip it. Okay. No trivia this week. Okay. Well, I really liked all that stuff you said about Donna Summer. I really did. I thought that was really lovely. Um, and I like how appropriately it lined up with my stuff. Yeah. I really appreciate how your story kind of like it. it it's kind of like your experience is like a microcosm of just like sampling and like musical traditions and, and all of that mm. um with a, just a touch of like conspiracy theories uh sprinkled in and there again, too i was right <laughs> you were right um so shout out to taiga for starting this you yes. wouldn't like taiga um i don't think like i'll I send said, you don't the, know who that is do you, do you like megan the stallion um sure i haven't really listened to her but yeah i do okay I'll send you the music video for Tyga's song um, just over text and watch it at your own leisure. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so we're not going to do a question. We're not going to do trivia. It's after dark. Um, it's after dark. We got parties to go to. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we're winding stuff, down here stuff on to do. the FM radio, the after dark. Things are getting it. We're, we're turning down the lights, the lights. Real low to to turn all the lights we done. Hell yeah! Um, we turn we're turning the lights down low, and we are um, getting ready to sign off on another uh, sexy yeah, after dude. dark. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So we're not doing that. So um. Nope. This is the end of the podcast. No I guess trivia after dark. There were really no themes in this either. No fun themes. Um, um, I think, I think it was, was fun. There was like the theme of sort of music history. No, I mean like jingles, like oh. your compositions. That's um, what I meant. Hey, where's the yeah. search function? Oh, there it is. Okay, sorry, I'm looking up this to send this to you on YouTube. Um, freak. that's all right. I think we can. I think we have earned an easy episode. I think um, so too. After, you know, we're, we're we're getting our feet wet again after a little hiatus. Yeah. Um, share. What's your name, Decker? 
Enjoy that. Yeah, so this, uh, we did it. We did another episode. Um, as always, thank you for listening. Oh, we've got Hi. a special, special guest, Gigi. She's so precious. She's here. But She's yeah, we, um, as always, we came to the table with two great tunes. Mm-hmm. Learned a little bit about the tunes. Learned a little bit about each other. Yeah. Learned a little bit about ourselves. Amen. Isn't that what music is all about at the end of the day? It really is. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, go listen. We have a Spotify playlist mm-hmm. that's like linked um, in descriptions. Um, go follow that, us on Instagram. Yeah. Thanks for the music pod. And I think for is actually the word F-O-R. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the music pod. Um, yeah, Spotify, Instagram, I think that's it. And yeah, well, well... We'll see you later. Yeah, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time, and... Thanks... Thanks for, for the, the music! music. Oh, yeah, that was good. Shots of checking.